0: Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show.
1: I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Leroy Jenkins! Jenkins. (sighs) right, thumbs up. Let's Let's do this. Just jump right into this, like Leroy Jenkins. If you don't know
0: Leroy Jenkins, by the way, look that up. We were talking about that in the office today. Staged, but yet comical. Great. Every, Every now and then, Ross, we need a little Leroy Jenkins, you know?
1: Everybody can use a little... Everybody's had... A little Leroy Jenkins moment in him. It's that uh, when keeping it real goes wrong, there's a lot of different uh, cultural phrases that have happened for that that moment of like, you know what? I'm done giving an f about this and everything, and I'm just I'm going for it. I'm doing this thing because now's the time, baby. (gasps) Leroy Jenkins. (laughs)
0: Nate's here, by the way.
1: Nate, what's up, buddy? Say hi,
0: Nate. What's going on, Nate? Are you aware of what we talked about last week, by the way, on this program? No, I
1: think I started your
0: show. We had, we had a, had a. I a, had quite a few Terp. people reach out. They enjoyed the show last week, Ross. We talked about our sex lives quite a bit. I it didn't was,
1: tell my wife about any of that, by the way.
0: It, it reminded me of another story. I don't know if we should talk about sex two weeks in a row,
1: but that's. I had a. I had a story that made me laugh. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> I had a really serious thing I wanted to have a conversation with. this why I invited Nate to come join us today because I wanted well, his perspective not, on it's this. it's not that serious. Yeah, it's about Nate, a song. Nate's also a, Nate's also a sex expert also, so let's dive into I'll that.
2: T- I'll talk about
1: it. Oh, oh man. Nate,
0: they're, they're Nate, go. Nate, Nate can tell some stories. He's got some <laughs> oh, some, man. some interesting women in his past. I don't, he's, I don't he's, have, he's, he's the tender expert around here. I don't here. have any
1: cool stories like he Ross was just, does. you were Yeah, right. You were just explaining to Mark and I about yeah. the... Uh, that we have a misconception about Tinder. Yeah, I really did. No, think- we we
0: don't, Ross. Yes, yes, we don't do. have a misconception. He's he's full of crap. That that's the, that's the point.
1: No, I don't get that impression. Like here. I, I asked okay. them, like,
0: do you get on Tinder? And you're like, hey, come on over. I want you to play yes with my D. play with my yeah, D. Know you, know? you know, and yeah, he's right. like, it's
2: not like it's that. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like they don't
0: say exactly that. They say, come on over for Netflix and chill, which means come on over and s my D.
2: There's a certain finesse to it. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen sometimes. It's by
0: by the way, again, the kids shouldn't be listening uh, no. to this.
2: No, we no, we we went in too late on that
0: last <laughs> week. we were three quarters of the way done. And again, more, if, more I'm, if, if I not, tell the story I'm about to tell for sure, shut, 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 turn, her, now, turn, shut
2: her down, turn, Yeah. You should listen to this while you mow the lawn. More often than not, I got to get a conversation going. And most of the time, that conversation just ends up dying. Yeah. Occasionally, you'll get a date out of it, whatever. Maybe you get laid. Maybe you find a girlfriend. Who knows?
1: Maybe she S the D.
2: On a very rare occasion, that conversation gets started. And about a half an hour later, you get the, what are you doing tonight? Oh, yeah. Now, See, it does happen. That's the very rare occasion. But it's rare. One in 20? Oh, less. Really? I would say, I mean...
1: How many but, of these interactions do you have?
2: Well, none now, but... Oh,
1: because you have a girlfriend now. Right. Yeah. He's, He's been around the block a
2: few even, times. Even like, Even most of the matches you get, I just, you I can't, just can't just even it. necessarily get a conversation going with him because, especially for an attractive woman, she's getting matched or getting liked by every guy yeah. out there. So... To get... She's got choices, Ross. Right. So you got
0: to yeah. ask yourself, what percentage of them are possibly going to be p- picking Nate? I mean... Right. Let's, well... Let's, I mean, look honest.
1: at me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> just just look at him.
1: All right. So what was your... Uh, what, what's your story that you wanted to share now that we told all the kids to shut off and... Well, uh, I was thinking and, and, I was
0: thinking about communication in the bedroom and how I find it to be important. I think one of the, the knocks against the younger generation, these would be the girls that Nate is betting... There, a lot of them are afraid to speak up, you know, it's like they might like you to do certain things to them, but they don't want to tell you they don't want to be vocal about it. So it's just kind of like, they just kind of wade through life having bad sex, I guess that might be good, but it could be better if they were just willing to voice an opinion once in a while about what they actually like. I
2: think when women get older, they're more likely to do that. I see that, but you just kind of hit it. I think it comes with age,
0: but the point of my story was sometimes a woman can tell you exactly what you want what she wants, and then you just don't, you don't understand it. You don't, you don't do what she wants. You, you misheard her. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so the, 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 other, the other, the other, the other night, the other night I'm with my, with my wife <laughs> and we're,
1: I told Nate that grand story. Oh, that's a great one. I can't tell. There's no way I can tell that on here though. All right. Go ahead. My go wife ahead. and I are,
0: we're mid coitus and she, she pipes up and says, she says, G- give me all of it. <laughs> so I thinking like she, she wants the jackhammer. So that's what I'm going to give her. <laughs> so I start literally, I just, I just, i start giving to her. I just start jackhammering away. <laughs>
2: yeah. right.
0: <laughs> Finish like any guy would in that situation. And then like, I, I don't know when it was, maybe 30 minutes later, an hour later, she says that was good, but that's not what I wanted. Like, she had just wanted me, like, I was kind of like, I was not giving her, I was not giving her all of Mark. I was, I was holding a little bit back, right? She just wanted me to go all the way in. She wanted the, the cassette tape all the way into the VCR. You Jeez, know what I mean? Mark. <laughs> that's, that's, Your she, wife she was, didn't want me to, she didn't want me doing any pumping. Katie? She just wanted, she wanted she all wanted of it. She wanted
1: full insertion. She wanted all of it, yeah. but she didn't want me to, like, oh do God, what I no. did. What and, I, I fe- what and I felt I si- bad. What have I signed up for? You? I felt bad. <laughs> Your wife listens to this program. And yeah. she has she sent me a text after like I think it was after last week's episode. She sent a text to me and Johnny. Yeah, and it was like I have a real concern in my life right now <laughs> that I because I don't know, I know Katie only a little bit really. I mean I know Nate better than I know Katie. Yeah, and Kate the only things I know about Katie are the things that Mark tells me on this podcast about their sex life. That's like that. My That's all, all
0: you need to know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's got three kids. Do you want, know her? I'd say
1: this. She seems like an amazing lady. And I, I say this about a lot of my friends' wives, but I really do mean it with her to put up with you on a daily basis. Damn. Yeah. Sainthood is waiting for you. Good Lord. So
0: I, so I blew it. <laughs> 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 literally, literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. Both. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought I felt bad after the fact. I thought I was delivering what she wanted, and she was just laying there disappointed, apparently. So. That can happen. That's why you gotta. It's why you gotta clearly uh, communicate, Ross. Now you're over there, like you and you and Aaron don't. Uh, you don't have bedroom chit
1: chat. No, w- Mark. This is this is another great example. It Always is man of not everybody's the same, you know, and not everybody. I think you 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 make a, a you make a good point in the general fact that people change. Sometimes that's a very good thing to be able to talk about what you want and what it is. A lot of people are really uncomfortable with that conversation. Really, I mean, most, a lot of people- You're saying even
0: with people that they love. Yes, absolutely.
1: I mean, the prude is a very real thing. And Mm -hmm. that people that just don't like this conversation, it makes them do this It's like when we've talked about gambling how I don't like that vibration that comes with gambling. I just yeah. don't like it. You don't, I, you
2: don't like that feeling down in your plums. I don't. Nate, I don't. Nate and yeah. I like
1: it. Now, yeah, being, we do. being live on the air, being up in front of people, having yeah. people look at me, where most people go, oh, I don't like that vibration. Yeah. I don't like that feeling in my plums. Yeah. That's the one I love. I want that all the time. So, it's again, it's just different for each person. Some people like that vibration of talking about this naughty thing. You're one of those people. You like to have these conversations that are um I don't know, risque or whatever you want to call them. There's they're they're supposed to be off limits to talk about this stuff in public and on podcasts. I and don't let the world I don't, know about I, it. I don't play by those rules. I understand because you like that feeling, Mark, of playing outside of those rules. It's like telling the truth, Ross. I it's telling the truth. Mark, there, there that's an aspect of it. But it, there's something different here. There are people that just don't like that feeling. They go, oh, I don't like to talk about this yeah. thing. Yeah, my wife would
0: be one of those. Okay,
1: <laughs> right, and so imagine. <laughs> so that's, and, but your wife, in a private setting, is able to say, She's able to communicate is, yes, with Mark. This is something that I want you to do to make me feel better. Yeah. Some And so you, so there's that spectrum. Your wife is in that spectrum where she, there's a moment where she can do it and go, yep, and now I'm comfortable. I'm with this person that I love and trust, and I can do this thing. Some people never get to that point, even in their most intimate moments, where they feel comfortable to do that. And then I think, like Nate's talking about, some people evolve into it. I think, I'd think I even say most people, because nobody at 14 is like, oh, feel my plums. <laughs> right? I shouldn't say nobody, because uh, I've learned Bensie. Bensie <laughs> was that way was, at 14. Yeah. Uh, so it, there's, you, you evolve into it where you're more comfortable doing things. Sometimes it's friends that rush you into that. You know, I had friends that were I we've talked about this, man. I was so late to being sexually active. I didn't I didn't touch myself until I was way past <laughs> when most guys start to do that thing. I and, hope
0: you at least touch yourself. You just didn't do anything with it. It was just,
1: just I didn't uh, oh, yeah. Boop, yeah. Boop. I, right. I mean, obviously you know, you, you shower and you do things like that. But I, I mean, like I did not,
0: we've had this conversation and men out there will understand. This is so bewildering to me. Not that you chose to whatever, wait till later in life. Now we're not even talking about having sex with somebody. We're talking about having sex with yourself Ross.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah.
0: you know, most people have a master's degree in this by the time they reach 16 years of age. <laughs> I right? I've
1: learned that. So, yeah. and I know yeah. guys
0: I, without yeah. you telling me, I know that you for sure at the ages of like 12 to 17, just had a lot of boners. Just not even trying. You yep. just had them.
1: Yeah, I did. And, and I yet
0: did. and yet, you looked at them and you just said, down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where well, the rest of us are like, time to grip it and rip it. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't
2: know how you did it, man. I know, I know a much more fun way to get rid of that guy.
1: Yeah, I know, and I and I've learned since that there's a much more <laughs> oh, good, an good, easier good, way and all that, good, right? Yeah, right. But it just was I, what for, and I don't even know what the reason was for that. I just okay. wonder,
0: like, were you shamed into it or something? Like, where did it come from that you weren't doing what again an average probably teenage boy would be doing?
1: Sh- I think there's probably the shame. I really wanted to be a good boy. Yeah. I really wanted to be in God's good favor. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't. I didn't drink. I didn't do any drugs. Um, I didn't, th- I tried not to think about things I wasn't supposed to think about. I really tried to be a disciplined, yeah. good little boy. And look okay? at you now. You fell off the wagon oh, at some boy. point, my oh, friend. Oh man, big time. <laughs> hey, look at yeah. you now. And, and listen, and I, there's, this is I I didn't think the conversation we we're going to have. There's a real psychology behind this. Uh, you probably don't know the name Nate. Oh my, I can't think of it right now. It's not Tony Mandrich. Todd Marinovich. Yeah. Do you know the name Todd Marinovich?
2: I have some bells ringing. USC quarterback who became a
1: bust. There you go, Todd 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 Marinovich. He was was groomed to be an NFL quarterback by his super quarterback. His dad was like a quarterback coach. They didn't let him have fast food. Like he was on a regiment. Kind of an abusive relationship. It really was. It really was. It was. It was such
2: overbearing
1: and controlling. There you go, and Mm -hmm. that's the point of it is that he was he was so restricted from the things in life. That when he got to USC and he had a Big Mac for the first time, boom, he lost control. Now
2: now he's a college student in LA. Exactly. He's he's
1: a star. And and instead of being Mm -hmm. able to walk himself into that life and being able to control it on his own, he immersed himself in it and he lost control. Mm -hmm. I did that same thing with all of those other things. The fact that I held myself back from all of those things for so long... Once I discovered yeah. them, and I was nineteen and twenty, and I was with friends that, at this point, you know, uh, to use a car analogy, they had built their cars when they were 14, 15, 16, They they were on lap five hundred of the Indy five hundred, and I was pulling out of the garage. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, these guys were like, "Here's how you go two hundred and fifty miles an hour." And I, I had I was, to I, boom, was boom, 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 I, go. I was a little fast. similar. Yeah. I
2: grew up on rural Iowa on a farm, and I. I think I drank twice in high school, yeah, I definitely touched myself, yeah, that was a thing, but I played a lot of, yeah <laughs> I over played a lot of over and over I played yeah. a lot of video games i i I quit sports, I got a job, I worked, I did my homework, all that stuff, and then I joined the military and I go to this all of a sudden I'm with all these different people of different skin tones and face and everything you know complete different from rural Iowa, yeah, and then I moved to Ankeny, and and then I found out that beer is really good. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and, and look at me now.
1: <laughs> you definitely like a beer. So Mark, and again, I think that all just goes back to that thing of we are all different and we all we all feel things differently and express things differently. And there are some people that don't even like to talk about it. And sex is even sex is uncomfortable for them. Even really great, fantastic, yeah. amazing sex is somehow uncomfortable for them. And and uh you know, I feel sorry for those people, obviously, because, man, what an awesome thing it is. But I don't, I, I try not to say that what I'm experiencing is what everybody else is experiencing yeah. and all that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, sex is obviously a, a, an interesting topic for sure. It's, uh, and, and to each their own, with that type of thing. I'm more of the, within the confines, especially once you're married, like, the whole, like, there's rules to this game. Like, mm-hmm. eh, does there have to be like when you're with, when you're with your spouse, right? It's kind of like, obviously both people have to be into whatever it is. Yes. But just like, no, we we have sex like normal people lying down in a bed. I mean, that's just, it's just June so, and June you, and Ward usually. Cleaver
2: type stuff. Usually yeah. laying down in a bed. Usually <laughs> yeah. laying down in a bed.
1: You know, and, and, and I don't even know, Mark, I, I don't have this conversation with friends. I, I, none of my friends and I. Oh, you are now? Well, yeah, except for you're the only guy yeah. that sits here and talks <laughs> no, about None of my
2: friends do either, but Mark and I can sit here and talk about it all day. I, yeah, I, I,
0: the, I open you up, Ross. It's okay.
1: And, yeah, it, And I'm okay in these conversations, you know, to have because I know that you're not going to, uh, because you're open to these conversations, I'm not going to say anything that's going to offend you. Right. No, you're not. A, a lot of, and I know I've got a lot of friends who I could say anything to and I wouldn't offend. But I don't. They're friends with my wife. They know. They don't need to know this stuff. Right? I just mm-hmm. You don't give a crap. You are just like, hey man, it's part of life. Life is this way. Well, everybody knows you're having sex, yeah. right, Mark? I think, and, and yet we're supposed to walk around and act like we're not. Yeah. Okay, I think there's another part of this too, psychologically, that you. Maybe you've been this way your entire life. I'd love to talk to Eric or or, or your your dad about this. Maybe even your wife or, or John could tell me. Uh, oh, please I do me. think there is a part of you that is the way you are because you've been your own boss. And you you don't have a lot of people to answer to. Like you just don't have a lot of people in your life that you have you feel like you have to answer to. I I still feel that good boy thing in me, like I've got to i've gotta I'm responsible for other people uh that's the wrong way that's the wrong way to put it my I feel like my image is still affects other people yeah. where i you know if 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 I come out here and talk about this, ooh that looks bad for the people I work with at the radio station, that looks bad yeah. for, you know, what if my boss hears this? I can tie in the way I just talk on this, though, directly
0: to what I do, though. Yeah. And here and here's the thought behind that. We are in an industry, you now as well, real estate, where a lot of people think of real estate agents as not a good thing, or they think of them as just outright greedy people and liars, mm-hmm. Right. There's some liars. They're just going to say they're the used car salesman. They're maybe a step above a used car salesman, but they're still of that ilk. Okay, well, then they listen to me and they're like, Mark's not afraid to tell the truth. Yeah. And a lot of people want to hire someone that's not afraid to tell the truth, right? Right? Even in uncomfortable moments. Say, so, no, if he's willing to say that, then he's also I willing to have a, those tough conversations. That's
1: a good way to say what I was trying to say, though, that you, you've got... Uh and and again, I think maybe it's something you were born with, or maybe it's something that has manifested through a couple of years or now a decade of just kind of making your own decisions. I mean, on your own, you very much have like a farmer's mentality and Ooh. anybody that's been, that's a great thing. Anybody that's been around a farmer knows how stubborn those mother truckers are, right? Yeah. And here's, a, there's a reason for it. It's not that they were, it's not, well, rural people are that way. No. No, that dude's been in the field by himself making his own decisions for 50 years. Yeah. For 50 mm-hmm. years, he's decided when the tractor goes left, when it goes right, when it stops, which yeah. rock comes out of the field, and when a weed goes gets pulled. And nobody ever stood over him and said, here's what here's you, you got to do. Yeah. So that guy has a really hard time with other people's conforming. opinions. Yeah, yeah. And and it's very easy for years upon years of doing that to think everybody must feel this way. And when somebody doesn't, they are either stupid or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's, you're kind of- I, far Yeah, fed- I, don't, I don't think you're far-fetched
0: with that. I, I also think the other part is that, um, and this goes to like, we, we've had conversations about, do I care if I find out or if I hear that like, oh, someone says something about me, they don't like me, do I care about that? Not necessarily because- I've, I've given them me, right? And if they choose to not like me, so so be it. But at least they got the authentic version they got who who I really am. And I, would, I, I think it's liberating to be able to go on a show like this and say the things that I want to say versus I can't say that because a boss or a wife or whatever, um, I don't like feeling limited, right? So that might rub some people the wrong way and I understand that. I can't believe Mark would talk about doing his wife right yeah.
1: it makes but, me it makes me uncomfortable but it's that f- it's that fun uncomfortable yeah right it's that stop it keep going keep it keep keep going <laughs> it's, some more it's, stop it's
2: that that naughty feeling it yeah, yeah right it's that
1: thing of like oh we're not supposed to be doing this but we're doing this we're we really doing this we're really doing this don't
0: you think that shows are better though like your show um you know on your station morning rush murph and andy etc the shows are better when you talk about life versus talk about sports.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No question about it.
0: I think people would rather talk about life.
1: We yeah. had uh, the, the best thing. We've had a couple of decent meetings in my 20 years of being at the radio station. We've had a couple of meetings. That I walked out of and when I really got something great out of that couple. Yeah. One of them was a, a corporate guy that came in one time and was talking about this very thing. And he and he was from New York and he was a guy that had been pretty successful on the air, which was rare most of our corporate guys that come in have never even been on the on the air and then they come in and tell us how to do how our to job do it. which yeah. is crazy.
0: Ross, you need more bass in your voice. Dude, well, it's
1: not even that, dude. It's uh you know, you should do time checks and when you bring a caller on the air if you say the call letters you're it's the dumbest It's dumb, uh 10:31 a.m. Like at the, the Charterhouse exactly. office. Back to you, Ross. The box that they try to build is the dumbest stuff. If you make a mistake, don't acknowledge it. Just move past it because yeah. your listeners are idiots and they're not really paying attention and it's uh, like yeah. and this guy came in and he was the exact opposite he's like no acknowledge this stuff be real be honest talk about your family because here's the deal in 20 years nobody is going to come up to you at a farmer's market or at the state fair and go dude i remember when you played that scorpion song it was awesome yeah. like you had the best lead-in ever and you killed the post and just nailed it man it was so awesome but 20 years from now somebody might come up to you and say I remember how you made me feel. Yeah, And that's the stuff. And that is our job is to entertain people at its core to give people something to, that they want to come back to and listen to and have fun with. And the best way to do that is to be real and be honest and try to make them feel something. Make them feel happy. Make them feel sad. Make them feel angry. Whatever it is, make them agree with you, disagree with you. It, make them feel. Yeah, and if you can make sure. people feel, they're going to come back and go, yeah, yeah. Cause you made me feel. And I want to do that again. That was neat.
0: Yeah. Or uh, drop 12 F-bombs on air. People remember that. Like uh, our good friend Marty (laughs) did. You know, and there's... But there...
1: I I mean, again, isn't... Didn't Marty make people feel? Yeah, I've said since day one. Angry? Marty was talented, Or confused? Or... Yeah, you... You always, I mean, I can think of a dozen interactions with that guy. And you know what? Um, you know what I'm remembering? How I felt listening yeah. to him. He's How ne- I felt when I was in the room when he was making up a lie. Nothing wrong with I mean, being
0: memorable. And he was. I mean, he, he went a little too far with that into yeah. the criminal world. But, uh, you know, he was memorable. People talked about him. Yeah.
1: Uncomfortable. So. Again, I, I, I'll tell you two, one of my stories. When Ken, ah, uh, man, I, don't, I will. Ken tried <laughs> to stop him. One time, Ken tried, we were, I was in the room with him. um, When Ken tried to stop him from doing one of the things that he got in legal trouble for, he, he, he trash talked a guy and made up a lie on the air about, about what happened on a, on a golf trip, Mm -hmm. said that this guy had tried to sell their media passes. Okay. used the guy's name, said where he worked. Just a blatant lie. And it though. was a it, it turned out to be like an absolute 180 that Marty had apparently been the one that had done all of this nefarious activity. And then the guy tried to stop Marty. Yeah. I mean, again, I knew it. I need Ken to knew say, it. Ken well, knew the truth. Ken, as Marty was saying this stuff, we were recording the segment in my in my office, which yeah. is a studio well, was a studio. And Ken was going like, "Dude, are you sure? Like, you said the guy's name. You said is where he works. Are you sure you don't want Ross can take this out? Ross, we can take all that stuff out. No, no, no. Do you go with it? And I can again. I remember that feeling. Then, and I could t- I can do this for days, but I don't want to talk about that guy because yeah. he's a dirt ball.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh, did he get sued for that one? I know he's been sued I, by everybody. I
1: know for sure that the radio station got a phone call from an attorney for that guy. Yeah, and. It, because I got I was called in and asked about the recording and where it was and how mm-hmm. to they could you know access it and all that and it was your life was is so deal. exciting his See, life is exciting here's the deal I tried to tell you this the other day when you first when we first talked you're like oh man Ross your life's like a movie it's fun yeah. it's like a it's like some sort of uh, fun action comedy it turns into a horror flick pretty quick okay <laughs> or, like once you start getting past the first couple layers it's not fun to have uh to have this forest gump thing man. So you've got
0: you've got a hair up your butt about this song, so I'm gonna play the song and then you, you wanna talk all about it. This which is the scorpions. Which is fine. So here's here's Ross's apparently favorite song in the world. No?
1: Not true. People know this.
0: We'll let it play a second. If you hear some words in the back, it's because you guys were talking when I was recording. You this.
1: didn't tell us you were recording. You could yeah. have said, "Hey guys, shut up." I'm You're a pro, Ross.
0: Don't dime us out. This is your
1: fault. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: should. You should be able to tell when I'm recording something. It's not your first day.
2: I, the Moscow,
1: to gorky park. I like
0: the word Gorky Park.
1: I'm going to Google the words of it. Did you ever make love to this song? No. No. Go ahead and
0: Google. We got to get to the chorus. I got to let it play for a
2: minute. See, there
0: you go. That's not in the song. That laughter was not in the song. Do you think this is man, an audio-engineered tastes- whistle? That sounds a little too pure to be uh, just a straight whistle. Well, we'll get to that. There is a point to playing this song. I don't know what it is, but Ross will come up with one in a
1: minute. All right, so
0: turn it down. We'll get to this one. Uh, don't, don't, let's, let's, let's get to the chorus at this point now, man. Come on. You brought her this far. Let her finish, Ross.
2: <laughs> I feel
0: it coming. Bill Ross.
1: Here comes the chorus.
0: Ross, winds <laughs> of change.
1: <laughs> oh, you killed it quick there, man. Scorpions. you gotta learn the slow fade. Uh-huh. Not screw that. You stop. just
0: shut it off. Screw that. <laughs> All right, Ross, the mic is yours. Okay, tell us what you need to tell us.
1: I have. I think every everybody that hears that whistle knows that song, and that's a classic song. Um. I didn't know much about that song because I never took the time to care about it. It just was a song from the 80s. Now, it was or, a or song that was
0: not like their catalog either.
1: And I didn't realize that. I, again, I'm just, I, I'd i never taken the time to even think about who the Scorpions were, where they were from, when this song came out, any of that. It just was a song, okay? And it, I didn't realize also how popular this song was worldwide. Crazy, insane numbers of sales that this particular song has had for a band that their other big song is Rock You Like a Hurricane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Memorable. Memorable, but. Very different from Winds of Change. And power ballads were a common thing for bands to do then. In fact, they were kind of like a staple. You had to do it. Do the one. Slow it down. Every
2: old rock band has their Dude, Kiss had Beth. Yeah, right. Exactly. Every every band had it. And then they followed it up with Love Gun. Exactly.
1: (laughs) It's it's when they need it. In
0: the concert, they just need that moment where you just take a break. That's the song. Let's just slow it down. Man. Yeah,
1: it's it's a weird thing, and it happened, and the Scorpions had their moment with Winds of Change. So there's this theory that exists out there that I'd never heard, and now there's an entire podcast that is has been launched. They have two episodes out right now, a trailer and two full episodes, that starts to detail this conspiracy theory that the Winds of Change – the song, was actually written by the CIA as an agent of propaganda to fight communism in East Germany and to convince communists as the Berlin Wall was falling to accept the winds of change.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, okay. let's, let's mention at this point okay. two things. Uh, one, if you watch the video, there's images of... Berlin and war etc. It et cetera. is it
1: is cold war it, it it reeks of cold war propaganda. Like you the you G- will and the, the Germ the scorpions are german. Yeah, they're yeah. west yeah, they're the from german. west germany. The scorpions are a west german band right. that learned to play and sing in English because they wanted to be rock stars. They I right, mean these guys right. were at the core, these guys are just dudes that wanted to play music and be famous and get chicks mm-hmm. and, like, and, right, what you think of with rock stars.
2: Have sweet hair.
1: Way to go. Yeah, right. L. Badass yeah. dudes. They had tons of hairspray, all that stuff. And they achieved that. They, got, they, they did that. And, and, by the way, they did that before Winds of Change. They were a big band. They yeah. were a pretty yeah. successful group. So the theory goes that the CIA – using what's called soft warfare and basically propaganda that learned a long time ago that propaganda is more effective when it doesn't look like propaganda, right? Dropping leaflets from the sky is one thing, but it's a very obvious thing. <laughs> it's a
2: very Nazi propaganda. Right. We've yeah. done it
1: too. Yeah. I mean, we do it. We, we, we've dropped pamphlets on the islands around Japan to say... War is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give you right, mm-hmm. and anyway, that's it's all propaganda in in that same sense. And and propaganda doesn't always have to be true or false. It it can be either one. It's basically selling your message through mm-hmm. these subconscious ways. And and the CIA has admitted to doing things like this in the past. You probably have both heard of the book Doctor Zhivago, yes, and it then turned into a movie. Dr. Zhivago was, a, was an anti-communism book, and it was about the Russian Revolution, uh, 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 about destroying the Soviet Union, okay? It was banned in the Soviet Union. Well, the CIA ha- admitted about a decade ago that, yeah, well, what we did was we printed off a bunch of copies of that book in Russian and snuck them back into Russia, and that helped. And then that and the guy ended up winning a Nobel Prize and— it was extremely effective, so we know that they'll use pop culture. We know they'll use they'll do certain things for certain artists. Well,
0: to, you know how it, you've heard uh, the Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon are synced up if you play them simultaneously. Dude, right? I'm, I'm a. Well, That's we've that, that uh, was the CIA. I,
1: I fell off that good boy bridge, man. I know all about the Wizard of Oz and, <laughs> and, no. and Dark Side. That You'd was of course. That it. was of
0: course the CIA. I don't know that, that I know that
1: this did one, that, but I. I yeah, so, you can, if you play The Wizard of Oz. The After original, the, like the third roar of the, the lion. You know the <laughs> lion at the beginning of <laughs> when a movie so starts? Funny,
2: you know exactly. Hey, like the MGM. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Bro, bro.
1: yeah. He does it like three times. He has a big roar and then he kind of goes. Rawr, Rawr. If you hit play on Dark Side of the Moon, right as he does the third gruff. Uh-huh. The album syncs up with the movie in Mysterious ways, in really mysterious ways, and and I believe that it's all coincidence. Like example
0: think, would be like Pink Floyd says rainbow as you're seeing a rainbow. It's or, just you know, it's thing, wild things like, how things like that
1: this, the songs change as the scenes change. Yeah, the, the 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 lyrics do you know a half dozen times or, or no, I shouldn't say half dozen a dozen times or more. You can make these mental leaps that the lyrics are syncing up with the movie as it's moving along. Yeah. I'm sure there's a YouTube video. Oh, dude, it, YouTube videos. This yeah, is, I'm, this sure, there's, is I'm a, sure there's a million. The YouTube question video. becomes how
0: does somebody first discover this? This
1: was a rabbit you hole. In yeah. like the how did people come
2: up with some of this, this shit? This was like I late 90s. Know.
1: And I, am, I wonder now, Mark, like, now it's very obvious how that stuff gets around. Now, now it's very obvious how a, a, a thing pre-internet like pre-internet though how this did was it get pre-internet, around? Pre-internet, man. This yeah. was this was late '90s. Internet existed, but not anything like it is. Yeah. nothing like it is. No
2: social media or anything. Like that to help, like to help spread the wildfire. Yeah, of, right. of, of a rumor. Right, and yeah. even
1: if even if there were social media, a a tenth of the people.
0: Well, back then it was literal word of mouth.
1: Right, tenth of the people were you heard on from that a buddy thing. who said it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. so it wasn't social media. Yeah, you'd be smoking pot at a party, and some dude would go, "Man." you guys done the dark side Wizard of Oz thing? It's trippy, dude. <laughs> and then you'd get, yeah. It, oh, it's and like, then, of course, the other thing about
0: Wizard of Oz is the legend that a munchkin hung himself during filming. I do know that one. And I've seen the scene where that allegedly happened, and I, see and and I, the and I don't
2: see
1: it. Nonsense. I don't see it. So anyway, so the, the, the Scorpions thing, when you start to put together a lot of these things, like a lot of, uh, of conspiracy theories, there's this obvious thing of truth this thread of truth where this song came out as the berlin wall was collapsing as we were trying to affect social change the cold war the cold war rather is winding down and this is mm-hmm. this is called the anthem of the cold war like if you were to just google this song it's one of the things that comes up it is insanely popular worldwide and almost like, that's another red flag for me. It's almost like, that song? That song is the one that is outsold. Like, I mean, Mark, you could look at you, you, it. Some of the stuff they talk about in this podcast that I'm listening to is shocking of how the numbers that this thing sold. Okay, so... I'll look that up here in If you a just kind of start to put a lot of it together, that the Scorpions weren't really a band that did this sort of music...
2: Uh, my only argument is is i I can see why it's so popular because all of these bands have that power ballad They do and every one of them is super popular and it's always a great song and then they turn around and go rock out like yeah. crazy but. and
1: the scorpions by the way and all of their all the people that are that are around them have tried to debunk this thing for a long time and actually take great offense to it and say you are you're taking away from what these guys did they wrote this beautiful song that was about their home country, their West Germans. The Berlin Wall goes down, and now they get to go into East Germany for the Mm -hmm. first time and see family they probably haven't seen or whatever it is. They write this beautiful song about it, and now you guys are trying to take credit for it and say it was some CIA group. But there are a lot of people that say that's exactly how this went down. So I thought that the interesting conversation would be more about propaganda and how we all fall for stuff. We all we all we all fall for something, and and we don't know what it is. And sometimes it takes years. And what is it? There's an old line about that. Like it takes a second takes a second to fool the world, and and a year to convince that it was fooled, or something like that. Right? You can you can trick people very quickly. Convincing them they were tricked is really tough. Yeah. And we all have done that at some point. And I just wonder what we have fallen for. I do think. That the propaganda thing, it very real, still happens today. I COVID. think uh, it, it maybe it's some aspect. Oh, I mean, man. some aspect of it. I think of it more like um, some of the culture war stuff that happens in our in, in our country.
0: So, do you believe the CIA wrote the lyrics to the song?
1: I'm not. I don't know enough about it yet, but I'll. Uh, I'm I'm interested in the. This, the, is, the well, this is what
0: Wikipedia says.
1: Wiki, so, wikipedia here we go there's this is a the source the final scrupula- authority. Authority. The, the
0: scrupulous editors of wikipedia uh the lyrics were composed by the lead singer during the band's visit to the ussr at the height of the perestroika which would have been gorbachev and um reformation of the uh, communist party but um so they're in the ussr and the lead singer writes the lyrics yeah there's your story okay is that plausible sure it is
1: I mean, or course the, the CIA the lyrics are literally we follow the mavasqua down to Gorky Park that's the river that leads into any I mean the so
0: Gorky Park by the way is a is a movie there's a movie called Gorky Park mm-hmm. um, which I have not seen I might have to watch that one uh, which is Russian William hurt is in it a um, bunch of other people um, have you seen that movie no by the way no so the, the, it, as you go down this rabbit hole, there you go. You can watch the movie Gorky Park and see how this factors in everything. Uh,
2: Ross will come back next week with some crazy conspiracy theories. We're talking I'm about so around. conspiracy theories <laughs> and like
0: The Wizard of Oz reminded me of, do you remember if I mentioned the movie Three Men and a Baby, what pops to mind?
1: Yeah, the kid that is allegedly, uh, the ghost that's allegedly behind the curtain. So Nate's
0: too young for this one. There's the scene from uh, Three Men and a Baby and there's the ghost standing in the window. That you see in the movie, right? So the story of that one became uh, this little boy was killed in that house that they shot the movie in, and that's him standing there um, watching over the production of Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the official version the, the, is... The truth is... The, would, the movie was shot on a soundstage, yeah. not in a real house, and that's a cutout of Ted
1: Danson, who's also <laughs> in the movie. It's a cardboard cutout for, to promote the movie that was somehow Just left put, in the put the wrong, you know. wrong
0: spot or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but it quickly becomes a story about a ghost. Yeah, yeah. it's the same yeah.
1: thing with the munchkin hanging in the... You know what I mean? Like, uh... <laughs> I had a my our buddy Travis Justice reached out to me one day and he was like, Dude, I gotta tell you this hilarious story. We're watching the Wizard of Oz and my daughter goes, Man, where did they get all of those little people? <laughs> Not even realizing that that's just those are all CGI. You know what I mean? There's like there's like what, eight guys or something like that yeah. that they were able to Yeah,
0: I don't know what they I mean, obviously I've never thought about that question. Um but Wizard of Oz was shot in the thirties?
1: Yeah. But yeah. those, but that's, wh- how they, that's how they get all those munchkins is they were able to basically digitally.
0: I mean, CGI would not have been very good.
1: Oh, CGI wasn't even that, didn't even a thing. I mean, computer. <laughs> There's no a, such thing. Yeah, first word is it's out. I don't know how they did it, but that, I know, I mean, the, it's, it's a well-known thing of, or I shouldn't say well-known, I don't know how. But, trick, trick photography. Yeah, they did not they did. find that many
0: little people. Yeah, they didn't
1: have that many munchkins. <laughs> um, how do you know? Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I have no idea. I can't even respond to this one. I, I, I know like the word
2: CGI isn't
1: right, but though, I know because I certainly didn't have I, that and I know that can't it's not know it is. 30s. is.
2: I'm pretty sure the first computer was invented yeah. in Iowa State. And I know that there's the not a,
1: I know that there's not a little person hanging from a tree in the movie.
2: Are you sure? Pretty sure. I'm pretty think, sure I, I'm pretty
1: sure I've, on that one as well. I think well. some of his coworkers would have recognized it and had a little bit more of a reaction.
0: <laughs>
2: We're not filming. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Do you ever <laughs> Do you ever watch um do you ever watch little clips on YouTube or, or things like that about airs in films? I was like yeah, doing that. Yeah. I, I find that fascinating. There was one in I think it's Gladiator. Um they're just little things where uh, Russell Crowe rides up on a horse and as he's doing it, this guy in blue jeans is slowly backing out of the frame. <laughs> you know, the blue jeans weren't invented back then. It might not, it might not have been gladiator. He did another yeah. one there, around the same time
2: genre. There's a one good one. It's, it's a picture I see all the time and it's a civil war movie, but there's, there's like, you know, a little black kid and his hands are in the air and you, it's like a bunch of people cheering and one kid, there's a wristwatch. Oh, like a, like yeah. a modern day
1: like Casio wrist Well, one of on the this. best
0: ones. This isn't even an air, Ross. If I said, "Tell me about the ending of Teen Wolf," yeah. does something come to mind there? Yes,
1: but that's another one that is a. Dude, uh, are we seeing what we're seeing y- exactly? So what people think they see. I'll I'll play it for Nate. Is, if you're if you're at
0: home, pull up uh pull up end of Teen Wolf on YouTube. So and you it'll can see pop those.
1: up right away. Okay, and. It, it, again, you're not listening to this with, this with kids, so you can go ahead and safely do this.
2: Yeah, you've already sent them
1: away. But it does look like you can see an extra who has his penis hanging out of his pants. Nice,
0: like yeah. on on purpose, kind of get it, it in the it shot. It
1: definitely, look, if that's what it is, it's like oh my gosh, this guy pulled this off. That guy's a legend. The legend, yes. A, Le- a legend, wait for it. There. <laughs> exactly right all right what what i believe it actually is or turns out to be is like an untucked shirt or it's it's it, it certainly it's it's that one's a hard one to figure out even when you hear the explanation of what it is but i think that's something like it, there's an innocent explanation to that also or is there I'm I'm trying to watch it right now. Yeah, and these are different, Mark. Like these sorts of errors, you know, somebody getting a somebody getting their penis on a on, on a motion picture are different than the continuity errors. I like I'm one of those people that loves watching movies and finding the continuity errors. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, a, a guy's holding a box of donuts, and then from cut to cut to cut, the box rotates around. You can around. see it move. Yeah, you can see it yeah. move, or he's yeah, holding like it differently, or stuff like that.
0: Um, All right, so this guy clearly has his, his fly open. So watch up in the stands, Nate, the guy in the red sweater. That'll be coming here in a second. He's in the background. He clearly has his fly open. I don't know if his wiener's out, but...
2: Right <laughs> like, it looks a little
1: odd. He, he, and he definitely... like It's almost like he realizes he has his there's fly some, down. There's
2: something there. He's grabbing at something.
1: It's almost like he realizes he has his fly down and kind of, like, adjusts it and fixes it. But, man, that fly, I, I, don't,
0: I don't think his wiener's out. That, that. My, my
1: that fly is not down. That That guy had his pants almost off. Like, he's got his fly down, and they're unbuttoned, and they're in full V. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, if you watch it closely, he, he does a, like, a zip-up motion. Yeah, he does yeah, like
2: a, yeah. oh, crap, I re-
1: oh, I didn't, I, you know. But it's also
2: like he grabs something, too, so it's either a T-shirt sticking out or it's his wiener.
0: I think it's probably a T-shirt. I'm going to go with the T-shirt like, on this I
1: one. I don't, I don't think there's D one. in this, frame. Yeah.
0: Do you ever um, think <laughs> about plot holes? Like, there's a movie that I really, 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 really enjoy, but it has a gigantic plot hole, and I hope you guys have seen this movie because then you're going to be able to weigh in on this. The Thomas Crown Affair. With Pierce Brosnan, never, I've never seen it. Well, you guys will suck <laughs> in this discussion, but i but, but I can describe it without you having seen it. Uh, an art museum
2: uh-huh.
0: is robbed, and in, as part of this, oh, I'm not ruining this because it's, it's a heist movie. This movie's 15 years old. You guys would really, really like this movie, by the way. It's, it's an excellent movie. But there's a huge pothole where, uh, in order to rob the the painting, there's like thermal imaging cameras and all this stuff that he has to get around. So Pierce Brosnan goes into the art museum earlier, like a day earlier, et cetera, and puts a briefcase underneath a stool. It looks like it's just the leg of a stool. And, and in that briefcase is supposedly a heater that raises the temperature of the room. So when he goes in and robs it later, the camera can't tell the difference between walls and him because the heat's all the same. Sounds good in theory. So they're watching on camera to see who stole this painting and then it kind of goes blank the screen goes blank right and they're like what happened and then they figure out that the heat was raised and all that so you couldn't see it okay but why didn't they just go back to see who put the briefcase there it's a gigantic (laughs) loophole that you cannot get around at all this is a a I mean, this isn't a small museum. This is like metropolitan. It's you know. also a lot of heat, though.
2: I mean, you oh, got well, yeah,
0: to be able that, to that match. Part, that part's hard to imagine by itself. You got to like, heat how that about just room to rewind the camera degrees. Eight more hours and see him actually put the briefcase right where you guys found it. Yeah. With the heater in it and the movie's over. At that point, I think sometimes when you writing a movie, you're like, "Well, how are we going to address this?" And you just throw up your hands, like, "Let's just hope people don't notice,"
1: yeah, I, and <laughs> let's Mark, keep moving forward. I hope I don't disappoint you in this way. That I these are things. So the continuity things, I'll often find these videos on YouTube, and I'll go, "Yep, I noticed that one. Yep, yeah. I noticed that one." When I see these plot hole videos, like you know, ten biggest plot holes you probably didn't yeah. notice, dude. I never. I never catch those things. So I'll give you and another so example I of another think, one here. I think I, I, I'm sorry. the person that does the suspend belief. When I walk into a movie, I know I'm going to be entertained, That I know I'm not watching a documentary. I'm yeah. watching – so reality does not exist from the minute these lights go See, off. See,
0: I, I dig. See, this is where we, we – yeah. we, differ greatly you, I'll, you dig
1: I'll, immediately. I'll get, immediately i'll, I'll give you another theory.
0: another good example of this It's not even a plot hole it's just that they left something out okay because obviously they read a movie script and they can't always fit everything in they got to make some cuts to this thing so it's watchable and under two hours hmm. so are you familiar with rounders have you seen rounders yes that's the matt damon and uh, edward norton they play playing correct yeah now mm-hmm. Nate, nate's a poker player he should have seen rounders as well And this isn't, this this is not imperative to the movie whatsoever, but it bothered me. Okay. So at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, Matt Damon is up against it and he needs to go back and play Teddy KGB. Yeah. Right. Okay. To have his, to get his retribution, to try to win his money, all of that. This is his last chance. Yep. And he goes to his law school professor right before he leaves there. And the professor says, well, if it must be tonight, the best I can do is 10. I think he gets 10,000 bucks. That's what he needs. And the professor writes him a check. $10,000. $10,000. Then the next scene is Mike McDermott shows up at Teddy KGB's place with $10,000 oh, yeah, in cash. Yeah, no, you've
2: you, yeah, you mentioned this to and me. Anyway, like, how the
0: hell at night did he just go cash a $10,000? check and have ten thousand dollars right banks aren't open this is late at night etc
2: so so here, here's how, going how is that of, possible
0: now a lot he, of people wouldn't think about this at all but this was pr- bothering
2: me i've thought about it because you you've mentioned this to me before so he he obviously knows a lot of underground people he's playing in a lot of illegal gambling operations so he has to have somebody where he can go take a check that'll give him a ten thousand so this one tax. has
0: an answer though so i went in and i read the script I pulled the script, and what they cut out is the professor has a line that says, go see my buddy who owns a check cashing place. He'll take care of you. And they don't have that line in the movie. They cut it for some reason, which I don't know why they cut one more line that would explain how he gets the $10,000 with no fees being removed or anything else.
1: Mark, you know, this... A couple things I can come up with that are possible explanations for it. One is... The first one that I, could, that I think is probably the most likely is there's so many people that have, like, this idea of, like, oh, I wrote the movie and I own the movie and everything. that Dude, shut up. The, the people that have a say in this yeah. and the number of people that could have come in and said, hey, cut that line. We want this, for whatever reason, this movie needs to be one hour, 59 minutes, and 58 seconds so they, I, that's the most plausible thing because you're right. It doesn't make any sense to cut out that three-second line that would fill the gap. The only other thing that is there is that suspended belief thing in Hollywood. And, like, I hear Mike Woody say this all the time on Murph and Andy show. Whenever people are talking about this, like, ah, man, I like that movie, but this thing happened. And Mike will reference this all the time. And I have come to believe that it is just something that Hollywood – Accepts and thinks that everybody, when you walk into a movie, suspend belief and allow yeah. these plot holes to exist, because otherwise every movie would just be dialogue of us explaining to you how we got to. Yeah. Where we
2: well, are. here's so. the thing too, and they may even do it on purpose. Is when's the last
1: time you watched Rounders?
2: I mean, it's. A I mean, 20, I, yeah, a I watch Rounders
0: it's probably every year. I watched all it all
2: probably a month and a half ago, but here we are thinking about it and talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had good timing on that. It came out right when poker was starting to boom, so
0: that
1: caught the attention of all the I'm poker players I'm not even a poker player. There. I know that movie. I know it well. So, Ross, do
0: you prefer a movie that is wrapped up in a nice, tidy little bow, or are you okay with the open-ended ending? Uh, right, so, Ra- so, Rounders would be somewhat open-ended. Yeah. He, he, he's leaving for Vegas. That's how the movie, and we don't know what's going to happen. That's why yeah. people would love a sequel to Rounders, which has been thrown around and not, not out there. I was thinking about... Um, just what popped in my head right away: The Usual Suspects, which is a great movie. That yeah. kind of, that kind of ends with Kaiser Soze being revealed for who he is and yes. walking away.
1: Okay, so yeah, I'd say that's a movie that ends in a pretty box, right? You they, figured it, out they, who it they was. They give you everything that you need to know, and they put it, and then you get to walk away and go, "Oh my gosh, it was all." Um, give me a give me an example of like open ended. So, do you think Sixth Sense is open ended? Uh, no. No, it, it, it wraps uh, up in a box. I would say that's in, got a conclusion. Inception. Too. Inception is open-ended. Very open-ended. Inception. You can, and, and in fact, I've heard conspiracy Castaway. We talk
0: about that a lot. Castaway is open-ended. You don't know where he's going,
1: what he's going to do. Yeah, what yeah, comes yeah. Next. He ends up at the, at the crossroads. T- crossroads. He's literally at the crossroads. That's right. Um, he obviously goes up to the farmhouse with the pretty girl, but let's. <laughs> let's, let's uh, <laughs> turns right back around. It's like, all right. Uh, the, uh, yeah, so Inception, I've heard some really cool things Inception's about Inception. Inception's got a lot of theories on it. Yes, and, and I've even heard this, Nate, that uh, when the movie was released, that they did like three different things at the end of the movie. So when the credits roll, I don't remember anything happening at the end of the credits of Inception. The, the, the top is spinning, screen goes black, mm-hmm. credits roll. Movies I, over. I I always
2: feel like when I watch it, you start to see it
1: wobble wobble a little bit, and then it cuts. I've heard that they there are times that some people saw the movie. This is like one of those uh, Mandela effect things. Yeah. Some people claim at the end of the credits, it shows the top wobble and fall. Yeah. Some people claim that it comes back at the end of the credits and the top still spins. Yeah. And I never saw anything happen. I, I honestly. I may
2: be making this up as I'm thinking about it, but I feel like different times I've watched the movie, I see... So maybe they do have different... I see different, a different level of wobble. Maybe they do I never have see different... A, I've never seen it fall.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think... I can't no. imagine, because then that ends, then it's the pretty box and it all ends. Right. And that's not the point of that movie. Right.
0: They... Uh, I'm, I'm is, looking, there a, is there another example nah, of a well, movie I'm looking that at a, feel, I'm looking at a list here and someone says, I don't know if you... Did you ever see American Psycho? Nope. American Psycho is a movie kind of where you question if everything you just saw actually happened or not, which is not my favorite type of movie at all. No, nope, don't like that. Inception is number three on this list, by the way. Do you like the... Blade Runner in 82, Too Far Back, Space remember. Odyssey. There's not a lot on this list that would jump to mind as being super memorable. Space
1: Odyssey is a fantastic example of that. Do you know that That was one, number they, one on this list. That's a great ad. That makes sense. Ooh, I, don't, I haven't
2: watched that movie in... <sighs> Long time. Dude, I'm not I, that old. I probably yeah, haven't watched that movie. Well, and,
1: that movie was out 20 years before I, you were probably
2: there. 10 plus years since I watched that movie.
1: That's a great I was, example. I was a kid, a teenager. Yeah. Mark, what are some of the other open-ended ones that are on Bird,
0: that? Well, on this list, Birdman, which I didn't see. The Graduate. Um, They just kind of ride yeah, off into the sunset and The Graduate. They're on the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Right off on oh. the sunset. Yeah, that
1: seems like that's pretty box so the, that's Itali- hap- the italian hap- job they're talking about the old one but the italian job to me happily uh, ever after, after happily ever after is a pretty box like you you've wrapped up the movie when you're riding off into the sunset i don't feel like that's and then did they die on the bus <laughs> it's like no yeah. no they went and made love that's how, and they did that. Forever. I just,
0: you know, kind of. I guess to me, it feels a little bit lazy when a movie's left with like, "Well, you get to decide the ending." It, it kind of feels like we didn't know how to bring this thing to a close. I do think so.
1: there was a show that Mike, you, I bet your parents watched this too, Hill Street Blues. Oh yeah. No, oh, Saint Elsewhere was the one I'm thinking of. Hill Street
0: Remember? Blues had a memorable theme song, by the way.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. My dad. My dad watched that. Do you yeah. remember Saint Elsewhere? It was the, the first by title, yes. Iteration of like ER. It was the hospital yeah. nighttime drama. Yeah, and one of the families in that in the series had a special needs son, and I don't remember. I think he just had some sort of physical handicap and was in a wheelchair. The final episode was like this television event, and the final epi- the boy throughout the series had a snow globe that was on his. Uh, on his desk that had a the hospital inside of it. Yeah. As the on the final scene, as they pan away from the hospital, and it's snowing, it pans out and is the actual snow globe instead of the ho- instead of the real hospital, and they try they leave you with the impression that the entire series just was in the young boy's imagination.
0: He imagined it. That's a lot like these are before Nate's time, but that's a lot like uh, new heart, the new heart yes, Dan, if exactly, you remember that. Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly right.
0: Yeah. It was and all it was all a dream. It's
1: all that it, I'm with you. That to me that's the most annoying and laziest yeah, type there, of way there was, to end something. with walking dead. I
2: I got out of walking dead a long time ago, but there was always the rumor that I think Rick is the main character, the sheriff or whatever, that he's going to Wake up from his coma. Yeah, and the zombie apocalypse was never well, a thing.
1: Did you guys get into the show Lost? Yeah, I didn't get into that at all. But that one seemed to me like a show that was designed to be open ended, right? Because they never mm-hmm. really gave you any. Conclusions there's really there's on no anything. closure whatsoever. Yeah, yeah and that, that and that'd be, I, that be yeah. that would even annoy me more yeah. that there was there's it doesn't even leave
2: you with any the, questions. The it's most just, the most disappointing TV show, ending for I think I think for a lot of people was Game of Thrones. That was my favorite show for years. That's why I didn't get into it. I knew I, the I, ending would be disappointing. I think, I think they tried to do the little, you know, gift-wrapped ending, and they, here it is, but it was too quick, and or they shouldn't have. They should have left it more, you know.
0: It's hard to uh, – okay, here's a perfect example of open-ended, all right? It's not a movie. It's a TV show. I'll give you the perfect example, all right? Talk about you decide your own ending, The Sopranos i that is that never is the,
1: watched it. The, the
0: Sopranos is the biggest open-ended series finale of all time. Been,
1: oh, God. Well, everybody knows, everybody, knows, everybody
0: knows the Sopranos. They know what yeah. it is. They know Tony yeah. Soprano. They know all of that. And the yeah. last scene of the Sopranos is the family, the main family in a diner. And it's just showing them enjoying a meal together, and you're hearing, like, the ding of the bell as people walk into the diner. And... Um, everybody They panda people just eating their food, but the way they do it, you're suspicious of them. You're suspicious of this person because it's a mob show. You're waiting for someone to get whacked. I mean, that's what happens. It's what has happened for eight years or however this thing ends. So the show ends up with um, you hear a ding of the bell. The door has opened. Tony Soprano looks up. You see his face, and it fades to black. That is the end of The Sopranos.
2: So you don't know.
1: If no and then clue. it plays don't yeah. stop believing.
0: Uh whatever, yeah. I don't and, I, I don't and, I don't remember it, but people were like, well, the fade to black was Tony Soprano got shot by the guy that just came in the door and that's the fade to black was him dying and like it's totally totally open ended. It it had no real
2: You ending. know, you know it was a great show that did wrap everything up in a nice little package with Sons of Anarchy. You guys ever watch that? Never did. No. You, you should. It's it's totally worth it. But that was one where, and they do it quickly. The last two episodes of the entire series bring it they're, all together. They're at war with several other biker gangs and and gang gangs and the the the, the federal government, whatever agency is coming down on them with Rico or something, and and he's somehow like and he he not only makes peace and brokers deals and gets the, the feds off their backs <coughs> and then also kills himself. But that's the end of the show. Like it, it, the club is free and clear of wars and, hmm. and hmm. The, the law and, and he, he gets his own personal closure and he, he actually rides out like his dad did and he, his dad died. He didn't kill himself, but he died on a motorcycle Here, Here's a
0: show that I don't remember the ending of, Ross, but I wonder if you watched this. This was a great show, Quantum Leap.
2: Oh, I loved Quantum Leap. Have you ever heard oh. of that,
0: Nate, because you're so young? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I got bells ringing, but... Quantum Leap, well, the premise of that was, for whatever reason, I don't know, there was a device or something. He he would leap into other people's bodies, okay? So hmm. the, the, the ending of each show was the beginning of next week's yeah. show, right? Yeah. And as an example, he would leap into, like the the body of a trapeze artist that's literally like hanging upside down with no net and he just finds himself there and it's always like a, so, oh crap so he was what a, am i going to do
1: he was a physicist that had in an effort to create a time machine they had created this way to, to jump leap through quantum physics through time mm-hmm. the problem was you had to have a place to like land this your soul yep. basically so he would, yeah, encapsulate or or take over somebody's body at some point in time. So, so in history. you, so
2: you as a person aren't traveling through time. Your yes, conscience, e- exactly is traveling right. Through but, so yeah. he
1: would look in the mirror, and he would see the person that he had become. Okay, so yeah. so one episode he might be a black woman in the 1700s living on as a slave. The next episode he might be a NASA astrophysicist trying to figure out how to get guys home from but he always leaped into like,
0: them at a really 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 crucial moment in time
1: it, they, yeah the most crucial moment in their life and the most crucial moment in history and then the problem with it nate was like mark would talk about he would pop in he had no idea where he was going he had no idea where he was going to be and he would have to mid-air figure out oh crap i'm a trapeze artist and I'm supposed to know how to do
0: every episode was a cliffhanger for the entire series, but they did a great job because I I remember that show being like, "Oh man, I need to watch that next week."
1: Yeah, and they and there were times when you'd be like, "Yeah, not interested." Yeah, (laughs) right. You know, there'd be, "Oh, he's going to be a peach farmer." That looks. But how often? (laughs) How 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 often can you
0: can you write a show where you can go anywhere you want? Right? You're usually confined by the characters and all of that. Every week was completely different.
1: Speaking of plot holes. Because that's this is a big one with that show that I actually did notice when I was a kid. Oh, other than the leaping into people's bodies, <laughs> well, you, you're, you're okay yeah. with that one. It was okay suspending belief when he was leaping into people's bodies. What I found funny was, this is the, like one of the weird things about it, Nate. He was always trying to leap home. The point of the show was it had gone awry. Yeah. The, the entire project had gone awry. And it, he had no control over when he was zipping so the, the in and whole, the out The whole
2: series of, is him trying to get back to himself. The whole
1: series is him trying to get back to what was normal at that time, yeah. 1990 or 1988 or whatever. Yeah. And, and he had this hologram guy that would go around with him. And like, you know, so when he'd pop into something, he'd be like laying in the net going, what the hell happened? And this Ziggy guy would show up and go... Hey man, you're this trapeze artist. It's 1943. Here's the deal, though. You're sleeping with that guy's wife and he's about to find out and he's gonna go get a gun and try to shoot you. And you gotta get out of this because you're Nate Lee and you're the guy that's gonna find you're gonna discover computers in two weeks. Yep. So you've got to get away from this guy trying to kill you. Like that's the premise of it, okay? But the, but the funny part about it was the technology that they were using was always going wonky. Like, the guy was always smacking the machine. You remember yeah. what I'm talking about, Mark? He's I always did. like, ah, it's, uh, it's uh, 1943. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I would always think, like, wait a minute, you guys figured out quantum physics. You guys figured out how to do time travel, and you can't get the Duracell batteries to power your little hand yeah, device. Yeah, yeah. But I, speaking I, of ahead of its time, man, he held a BlackBerry. They, remember that? He held like an iPhone type device in 1980, and would like, you know, get his information from this little handheld device. The the key to the future. All right,
0: before we get out of here, by the way, I got to ask you about one more finale since we got on that topic. Seinfeld, fan of fan of the, the finale or no?
1: Loved it and didn't appreciate it until a few years later when I had a realization that I think is becoming more and more common knowledge, which is that, that very last conversation that they have in the jail cell about a button, about a the button, about how that second button down is really the crucial button. It really makes or breaks the shirt because if it's too high and you have it buttoned, it looks it looks dorky. But if it's too low and you and you leave it unbuttoned, then you're showing too much hair and like that. Yeah. The placement of that second button is the really crucial. exactly
0: what I'm doing today. Exactly by the way. second it's button.
1: The, it's the crucial part of the shirt. It makes yeah. or breaks the shirt. Yeah. That is a word-for-word reenactment of the first conversation that was ever had on Seinfeld. If you read the scripts, the very first conversation, it starts in a diner, and it is the same character saying... You know, the second button is really the crucial button on a t-shirt, on a on, a, on a dress shirt like that. Yeah. If it's too low. It's too In bad. the finale, do they say, though, I they feel like we've do. had this conversation exactly. before? Exactly. That's the very last line of the show yeah. is, man, I feel like we've had this conversation Which is
0: a, another way of saying we've said everything we need to say. Exactly. Right, right. So I we're did, like, we're that's, coming around full circle. I
1: almost get shit like that. Yeah. It's so perfect yeah. for what that show was and what. It, it, like, it was so perfect. And yeah, I didn't the other appreciate it at the time. I remember even walking away from that going, well, that was kind of dumb. The other thing man, that was cool about the finale, though, <laughs> the,
0: the, the, the finale was a plot device to bring back old characters. Yes. Which some people liked and some people didn't like. It, br- it brought back
1: years Everybody. of different memories and all different people that had been a part of that. It was such a neat thing. And and I felt like you know it did, they did such a cool job of twisting that show at the end because... This show that was never about anything, that never had any impact on anybody's life, it was just supposed to be, hey, here's what nonsensical life is like. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, at the end of it, you find out that they really did have this huge impact, that they were destroying people's lives. While they thought they were just meandering through the world, yeah. they were leaving this trail of destruction <laughs> behind them, yep. and they all end up, as innocent as we all watched them be, for those many years, they all end up in jail together. I just thought it was brilliant. Like I, I It took me a long time to, to realize it, but I just... Awesome. Yeah. And, I, and even not knowing Sopranos, Mark, I feel like what you described there, that's the, the, that mob lifestyle, what they depicted over those many years of Sopranos, you can't put a bow on it because the fact is it's that, it's that inf, infinite time thing. It will always be happening. It's always going to be, ha- it always was happening. There's always going to be people at the top and people at the bottom, people getting whacked and people whacking. Yeah. And, the, and it's just this, you never know who it's going to be or when it's going to be or how it's going to be. And I feel I, like that's the right I way think to I think it's it. the lack of closure
0: that bothers people mm-hmm. in life. Do you want things open ended or do you want closure? People just want closure, especially
1: with something they loved and was a big Man. part of their life. You that's know? a whole nother, we could do an hour on that because that's. That that's why suicide sucks so bad. That's why we love conspiracy yeah. theories. We our brains aren't meant for have to have that empty space in question because we, we fill those we fill questions with really the weird na- the stuff. nature of the yeah, show yeah, is yeah.
0: that it just never ends because you say things and then it always triggers something else. And I I'm putting you on the spot on this and I don't know if there's an answer, but um, conspiracy theories, right? You got uh, JFK assassination. You've got 911. You've got you know let's talk about your big ones, right? That we can debate COVID, until the end of time. Covid 19. <laughs> Covid 19. Whatever it might be. <laughs> Have there been any large conspiracy theories that we have solved? Do any come to mind at all that definitively it was settled? You know, 9 would be, uh, you know, George, George W. on his deathbed saying the government orchestrated it. You know, it would be wrapped up in a bow, so to speak.
1: Yes. I believe so. We know that we were aware of the Pearl Harbor attacks. You know what, that that they were not the surprise that the government led us to believe. There was intelligence. Um, I think you could do this with a couple other things, Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah. May um, you know? There's a couple things around Kennedy's life that not obviously not the assassination, and because you know. For obvious reasons, that that's the biggest conspiracy theory out there. Yeah. Where people pe- people go all different directions. Well, there. that comes but that, do that comes there-
0: down to uh, is the crux of the JFK yeah. because there's a lot of elements to it. Simply, was it Oswald or not? I, I think the doctors. Was, should- was there multiple shooters? Yeah. Was there,
1: yeah. Yeah. Or what was the who who what was the motivation behind it? Whether was, was Castro somehow you know paying it whatever. Yeah. Uh, I do think that uh, the Doctor Zhivago thing is a good example of a conspiracy theory that. It's eventually proven that at one point in time, you know there were some people like, dude, do you think that the CIA maybe printed? They're like, you're insane. Yeah. The what? The no, no. And then you find out, you know, 50 years later, you go, oh, oh, they did. I think they the did. great divide.
0: That, here's <laughs> here's the great divide, though. I think there's a segment of people that think the government doesn't do anything. Like that, they're not involved in anything. They don't do anything. Then you got another group of people that think the government's behind everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the rest are in the middle.
1: And don't you? And again, like all things we talk about, Mark, don't you think the truth is somewhere in that middle? Like the yeah, it's the, somewhere yeah. in the middle. It's I not mean, that they're involved in everything, and it's not that they're involved in nothing.
0: Well, it's like people when you talk about nine eleven. Uh, one thing I always point out, and I. I don't have the theory on 9 11 and say that what happens. I have some things that strike me as odd, including the one I'll talk about here in a second. But uh, Project Northwoods, which is a declassified military operation, which is false flag terrorism, basically. That is a plan to uh, sink your own ships and blame Cuba so you can go to war, right? So the government plotted it, planned it out, was going to do it. It's declassified, it's a real thing. So, okay, the government is capable of doing that. It's on paper. We've seen it. But yet, they're not capable of doing this. That's where people run into that problem. Now, 9 the, 11, the biggest part for me that if you have a conspiracy theory and then you have a way to prove that the conspiracy theory is wrong, I think you owe it to people to provide the evidence that it is. And in this particular case, it'd be very, very, very easy to do. And it revolves around the Pentagon. The Pentagon is the most secure office building in the world, and there's probably a shitload of cameras at the Pentagon, in the parking lot of the Pentagon, across the street from the Pentagon. The only thing we've ever seen is a two-second blip of something hitting the Pentagon. There has to be video of the plane approaching the Pentagon. And we have never seen it and probably never will see it. And that doesn't hold water for me.
1: But, Mark, there is an easy way to debunk this one. Okay. Because that plane, as it made that approach towards the Pentagon... Went over a major highway, and hundreds of people—and that's around, I guess, hundreds—saw yeah. that plane come in extremely low, extremely fast, yeah. and, and and have you. So you can you can find that it's hard to find because again, we're talking about hundreds of people in, and we're talking about eyewitnesses and all of that, and, of and, and I don't
0: and I don't dispute any of that. I'm not even saying it's not a plane, but you yeah. got people that say it was a missile. Yeah. Do you okay. agree with Do you agree with me no. that there there is very likely video of the plane approaching the Pentagon?
1: I think I think we've seen the plane of the the video of the plane. You see approaching one. Pentagon. You see one shot it's, of a, at a parking, at a parking gate because that's the way video works, and and it 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 is it is picture 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 happening very fast, and then we we flip those pictures together like a flip book, and it makes that movie in our mm-hmm. brain. Yep. Yep. and that and this thing's going. I mean, it's so hard to comprehend what the speed of this thing is when you're when you're doing frames per second like that. I mean, think about well, it's the speed. not that. It's it probably, probably the speed 500 of the miles per hour. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just it, it it's it's a blur. It's yeah. a blur when you're talking about, and that's why. It, well, well, look, if you break it down, there's no engine under the plane. Okay, so this thing is a missile the size of a space shuttle. Yeah, and then the other thing that you'd have to answer is what happened to the actual plane and the people on that. Oh, there the plane. was a real plane yeah. with real so, people. So there was a real plane with real people that just disappeared somewhere, right. and all those people. And, that, and that's where conspiracy theories start to get a little nuts. And that's right? That's why they, they yeah. took
0: off. They were flo- they landed on an it island. Was, they, exactly. You know, whatever. It,
1: there's and then that's when you go. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. Okay. You're yep. not. You're. You didn't think this thing through all the way.
0: And I, and I agree with you. I also think it sounds a little bit crazy, again, considering the source of the Pentagon. Let's just say the plane flew in from the west. You guys don't have a single camera mounted on the building that just shows the west? You'd be able to see the plane approaching for a while.
1: Yeah. Right? Where
0: the hell is the footage? And Mark, just show I,
1: it. I would say right now, you're absolutely right. In 2020, you they didn't, probably didn't have anything pointed at the skies. I, I, uh, I bet it yeah. was all
2: pointed at the ground. Yeah, I but the plane
1: hit the ground. I mean, it was... Level with the ground. So to me, if you want to do 9-11 conspiracy theories, and this is why that, that event, that singular event is so weird because it, there are so many parts of that event. I think most people look at Tower 7 and think that's weird, mm-hmm. that, that thing going down when it did. I what think a lot felt. of people still don't even know about the, 7. Yeah, and if you don't, that's one that's very strange. The yeah. one to me that has always, I feel like I'm not necessarily alone, but I feel like it's underplayed is the plane that went down in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And how there's no wreckage of that. I mean, planes don't land in the planes don't crash in the woods and have and and leave a yeah. charred black outline well of you, plane you've talked about like eyewitnesses just, right so yeah. you can
0: read eyewitnesses or people that have been on the crime scene there and again whether the quotes are real or not is up for people to decide for themselves but people that go back there and there's like there's no bodies there's you it's know just, yeah, so there's some strange, of the quotes you see there's a
1: lot of weird stuff around 9-11 and and so i and, yeah. and i agree that we don't know everything and i do agree that it that will be one of those things kind of like pearl harbor that someday We'll know more about it. I don't think it's nearly as nefarious as you know. Well, Bush wanted to get oil from Iraq, so they planned to. You know, Rumsfeld knew so he could So went to Afghanistan, Afghanistan. Yes. two
2: years earlier, and then. Right and yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: I, so yeah. I don't think it's that crazy, but I do think that we'll we'll get to this point of like, man, it, we're we're experiencing this now, man. It's the Rahm Emanuel quote: "Never let a tragedy go to waste." Yeah. So is it possible? I mean, again, like that those planes hit that tower. And somebody at, in the White House is like, hey, man, you know we've got a bunch of stuff in Building 7 that we've been trying to get rid of for a long time, right? Because yeah. Building 7 has like, some interesting offices. Yeah, and, and, and I know it takes weeks to put in a demolition crew sure. to take down a building and all that stuff. Sure. But I, I, I think someday we'll find out that on that level, on that spectrum, it's in that gray area of, yeah. oh, man, we knew nothing and this was totally out of the blue. Yeah up to oh yeah. yeah by the way we were painting the painting the concrete with thermite so that it would burn down and yeah. all that stuff
0: the other the other part that's always interesting and you might know the official story on this was always the passports to me Allegedly, the passports were found immediately at the site.
1: Yeah, like like, like, like blocks away. Like, apparently, one of the terrorist passports survived the crash, flew out the window. With
0: millions of other pieces of paper and debris and metal yeah, and all that, so and they just find the passport right away. I'm like, okay, could it happen? Yeah.
2: Does it sound plausible? Uh, yeah. Not really. Not really. The thing that comes to mind with weird shit like that. And even with the airplane crashing and exploding and everything is like the shit that tornadoes
1: do. They do weird. That's a great point. Weird Nate. things. Really good point. Weird man. stuff happens beyond explanation. Yep. Weird. You're yep. absolutely right, man. I saw a picture. Cause I've told you guys that the a tornado hit my house when yep. I was a kid and it did the weird, did some weird stuff. I saw a picture the other day that was even beyond strange where a kitchen had been blown a- apart And, like, the napkin holder was still sitting on the counter with the napkins in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It had enough pressure to... To rip the drywall off the studs, yep. and the napkins are sitting four feet from it. <laughs> do you have, by the way, not on you, but do you have
0: photos of your house from, uh, from back I, then?
2: I do on my phone, actually. Yeah, because
0: you you describe it as a big event in your life, so I figured you'd probably have some. Well, some I don't pictures keep them. It.
1: I don't keep the photos. The only reason I know I can find these is because it uh, the uh, um, the anniversary of it was two weeks ago, and whenever it. Whenever the anniversary pops up, the other people in town that were affected by it will tag me in photos.
0: Do you <laughs> get Do you get anxious when a tornado is approaching? Still to this day. Uh,
1: yeah, I get um, anxious is probably a good word for it. I, I don't like storms. I get I get pissed off when people start to get really excited about tornadoes. You know what I mean? I see people that are like, "Oh yeah, there's a tornado coming. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to sit on my porch and watch them." Like, and I, I look at that as you are rooting for a bullet that's ripping through a bar. Yeah. Because some, like somewhere, I know that somewhere there's a kid whose life is being affected in some way. He's cowering in his basement and asking his mom if today's the day they're going to die. I mean, I, I was that kid. I remember my mom, my sister saying, mom, are we going to die? And my mom saying, I don't know. <laughs> thanks mom know. that's my that's my mom and dad they weren't yeah. gonna lie to us oh that's where you lie to your kids um yeah. that's probably that's probably that's, a good spot to lie to your that's kids a nope, we'll that's be a, fine that's a lying moment oh man i must have been tagged in a memory i'm going back here a ways but i've got these here somewhere it's a it's a shocking scene man it's a uh, it's a house blown apart by a tornado it's always
0: interesting when people like you have lived through it because you tell people what are the odds
1: your house is going to get hit by a tornado you know and me and Travis Justice. Well, Tra- it's kind of, Justice, the same way. He was, I mean, almost identical story. It's
0: kind of equivalent to, well, you know, what are the odds your house is going to hit by lightning? Well, I've had houses hit by lightning twice now, and the last time it caught my house on fire. <laughs> so I fear lightning a heck of a lot more than I fear tornadoes at yeah. this point, dude. It's, yeah,
1: I'll keep looking for these. I'm, I'm digging through my, uh, my Facebook photos right now. I'm Ross gonna, is going down memory lane. Finding some classics on here. Here's the one of uh, this. I showed you this one the other day. That's that. Uh, that's one of.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The,
1: the trophy girls from the uh,
0: a, friend, a friend's sister.
1: It's yeah. fine. I didn't want to see. It's cool. <laughs> you, oh no, you want to see this one?
0: <laughs> All right, we're gonna end the podcast, and Nate can oh, see I uh, see, that one, yeah. see right. the photos. Yeah, I'll look Ross's for these phone.
1: guys. But yeah, here's what I'll even do. I will um, find them. We can post I find it on them, Twitter. I'll post them on Twitter so that I can uh, you guys can see what it what it was.
0: All right, everybody. Again, uh, thanks for listening. We talked about uh, sex, conspiracy theories, uh, CIA writing popular hits. Uh, movie potholes, and I don't know what else we covered. But as always, we covered a lot. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support, and we will talk to you next week.